As Earth Keepers, we hold wisdom about our planet within our bodies learned through lifetimes of experience on Earth and throughout the cosmos. I'm Amy Dempster, a shamanic practitioner and your host for the Earth Keepers podcast, and I'm on a journey to reconnect with my soul family, the other Earth Keepers, grid workers, portal tenders, land stewards, and nature lovers around the world. On this podcast, you won't find gurus or dogma, just a safe space where I share personal stories from my spiritual journey. Welcome back to the Earth Keepers podcast and happy February. Ooh, I called in some energies before I started to uh, record and they are coming in strong. So you may feel that as well ah, as we continue through this episode. But uh, doesn't the energy already feel so, so different than a month ago? And can you even remember early December? It feels like a complete dream to me now. I know my energy feels totally different than it did last year, and I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. But first, since this is the first podcast episode of the month, that means I'll be sharing the vibrational essence of a particular location in nature with you. My guide suggested last month that I start doing this, so if you missed January, you can go back and listen to the heart chakra meditation that I shared in episode 16. Actually, it's more of an activation than a meditation. You can just receive it. I had so much great feedback from the energy, healing, and activations received by people who listened to that episode and received the essence of a cave in the desert southwest. My favorite one came from someone who said, I had to listen to the Heart Activation podcast twice. The first time I fell asleep and woke up at the end. It felt like the activation helped to remove some heartache. But When I went back and listened to it again, my leg started throbbing. I realized that Andromedans were doing healing work on my leg. Afterwards, I made waffles for dinner, and the last one ended up being in the shape of a heart. The love is everywhere. Pretty cool, right? You just have to be open to receiving the energy, and then your higher self and spirit team hop into action to deliver the energy to you in the way you most need it. Listen all the way to the end of the podcast to receive this healing energy. Okay, on to this week's episode. And if there's one takeaway I want you to get from listening to this podcast week after week, it's that you truly need to know how powerful you are and how flexible and malleable our reality really is. We really are only limited by our own imagination and our own creativity. Last week, someone in my free Facebook group, the Following Hawks Earth Keepers community, reached out to me to ask about an issue she was having in her house. She and her 12-year-old daughter recently moved to a new house a few months ago. When they first moved in, they did a full energetic cleansing and did encounter a spirit that they convinced to leave. However, since that time, a variety of different spirits or ghosts have continued to show up and they've had to repeatedly clear the home. Her daughter is incredibly clairvoyant and can see all of the spirits in great detail and had been complaining about all kinds of scary-looking ghosts coming out of her mom's bedroom. They gridded the bedroom with tourmaline, but it wasn't helping very much, and there was a particular spot in the room that was very cold. Now, to me, 
This sounds like a portal that has a lower vibration frequency that's letting earthbound spirits and who knows what else into their space. The clue for me is that they're seeing all different kinds of spirits. And while they can convince them to leave, more just show up. So no matter how many times the house is cleared, it's an ongoing problem. If you want to know more about portals, go listen to my episode all about them. I'll link to it in the show notes. My suggestion in this situation, though, and honestly, pretty much any kind of situation someone is having in their home, is to start by calling in guardian spirits for your home. I have a video that explains exactly how this works and includes a guided meditation to actually invite these spirits in. It is the simplest process to do, and it handles about 95% of the issues people are dealing with in their homes. It's literally the first thing I have you do in the Earth Tenders Academy, if you haven't already done it. And it's on my YouTube channel for free because I think it's so important for the energy hygiene in your home. Anyhow, that was my suggestion in this situation too. Start with the guardian meditation and be sure to ask for an additional guardian to take care of whatever's going on in the bedroom and then let me know how it goes. So the next day, I heard back. She'd had a total of six guardian spirits show up. Two at her driveway, two in the back corners of the property, one by the front door, and a giant snake that wrapped itself around, you guessed it, a portal in her bedroom. I love how creative these spirits are in their problem solving. It had been a full 24 hours and her daughter hadn't seen a single ghost. She could, however, see all of the guardian spirits and said that the snake was huge, black, and a bit scary, but it had wrapped itself vertically around the portal. She decided that the scary snake was a little less scary than the scary ghosts, and so all was well. But a week later, I heard back. The snake was doing its job, and not a single spirit had been let into the house. However, the snake was really scaring her daughter. She decided she didn't like looking at it with its black scales and red eyes and didn't want it in the house. They asked two different times if the portal could be closed, but were told no. So her mother asked the snake to leave, and it did. And within no time, a flood of earthbound spirits were right back in the house. She did the meditation again and asked for a new guardian for the portal, and a bird-like spirit appeared, cleared out the ghosts, and took over for the snake. Her daughter seems to like the bird, the ghosts are gone, and everything is calmed back down again. And honestly, it's probably the exact same guardian spirit, just shape-shifted into a more pleasing image. But I wanted to share this story to demonstrate not only how easy it can be, but also how creative you can be in working with spirit to solve problems. Also, even a home that was totally overrun with ghosts can be cleaned up relatively quickly when we remember that we have the power and ability to set boundaries and take control of our personal space. It's easy once you know how to do it. And really, I see this as an ongoing theme for 2021 and beyond. We really did shift into a quantum timeline on December 20th. And I get the impression that the next year or two will be really focused on learning or really remembering how our physical bodies really work and how we can interact with our environment to create what we want to experience. I'm no expert. I'm figuring it out right along with you. 
But what's interesting is that after a few years of incredibly intense and towards the second half of last year, almost constant energetic activations, everything is suddenly quiet for me. I haven't had a physical activation for over a month now, and it's the weirdest sensation. No fatigue, no headaches, no heart palpitations. It's like my physical body can now function at this higher frequency. It's a little weird, but also a bit of a relief. I'm sure it won't be like this forever. We still have a long way to go on this ascension process, but I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. And speaking of quantum, I listened in to Ascension Guide Sandra Walter's quarterly webinar last weekend to hear her share what's been coming through for her. I found it interesting that she's also not receiving specific dates for activations or gateways as she has in the past. She referred to all of the experiences we had in 2020 as a platform that we now stand on top of to have a new perspective. The conjunction on December 20th was what she called a quantum trigger. The Earth's Stargate system linked up that day, which is what I experienced with the Stargate here on our property too. And our collective reality shifted. Our experience here on Earth is now less dense. The way we interact with linear time has changed, and we're no longer toggling between different realities. We're just always in the quantum now, where we are all that we are. We're shifting from a planet of general free will to quantum divine will. And divine will is always operating for the best outcome for the collective. That means anything that was created in distortion will have to be removed. So hold tight while that unraveling continues in our reality. One of the most powerful practices she shared with us is that rather than feeling like we need to wield our giant sword of light and truth to slash and burn through the old, it's instead our job to hold the light and hold the truth. Imagine holding that powerful sword in front of your body with the tip pointing down towards the earth and be powerful in your presence of holding the space of new earth. Step out of the fray of lower realities as they flail about and disintegrate, and hold the line. Nothing that's not aligned with new earth shall pass through to it. We've got this, friends. The good news is that there will be even more energy for creating in this new year, which I'm definitely feeling already. We'll have the opportunity to show others through our examples what love, freedom, and ascension consciousness is all about. Not to mention how much control we have over our physical experience here on Earth. And that's what I want to dive a bit deeper into here today. About a year ago, while channeling details about working with different timelines, the channeling kind of veered off into another direction about working with our molecules, water, sacred geometry, and how sound, vibration, and frequency can all change our physical reality. We can choose to diffuse or solidify ourselves, or align with a particular template. Our bodies are sustained by a universal frequency here on Earth, which is also a kind of code that we align to while we're here on this planet. We may not realize it, but the Earth is just a template or frequency that we've accepted as our own in order to incarnate here. Our physical bodies are linked through our earth star chakra beneath our feet into the energy grid of the earth and 
to our higher self and all of the cosmos through our soul star chakra above our head. In order to come into a body, a fractal of all that we are comes as a 5D vibration or being into our soul star, which then emits a kind of projection, which is really your light body that resides within your physical body on the 3D plane. As solid as our bodies may seem, they're actually composed primarily of water, which makes them quite fluid and easy to influence. So if you want to change matter, like your body, you have to work with consciousness and frequency. Our bodies will easily align with different kinds of frequencies. The hard work is overcoming our brain that tells us otherwise. Some of the things we can work with are different frequencies of sound, water, light, and crystals. And this doesn't just apply to our bodies, it applies to everything on the earth plane, even things we may not be able to see. The formula for this is creativity plus consciousness equals change. Now, sometimes you may need to add other consciousnesses to the formula, and sometimes yours is the only one needed. But in the case of the house overrun by earthbound spirits I just told you about, the formula to change the situation was the woman using her consciousness to interact with another consciousness, in this case, the guardian spirits, to tell them what she wanted to accomplish. The guardian spirits then used their consciousness plus their creativity to solve the problem. So consciousness plus consciousness plus creativity equaled change. Now, creativity can be defined in all kinds of ways. In its purest form, I would say it's channeling source energy, which means you're tapping into the limitless possibilities available in all space and time. You might channel healing energy or a solution to a problem or artwork or music or writing. That's the cool thing about creativity. It can be anything you can dream up. And when you realize that you have not just your own consciousness to work with, but infinite other consciousnesses, this can get really fun. So let's talk about some of these other consciousnesses. They're your higher self, of course, angels and guides, your ancestors, the spirits of the land, and the earth itself. And they're all willing and able to step in and help you create a unique formula for whatever you'd like to work on. But what about some of the tangible consciousnesses that we interact with in our physical reality. How can you work with them? Let's start with water. Of course, we could talk for hours just about water. But when we talk about water as a consciousness, we need to remember that most of the water we interact with these days is no longer very conscious or alive. Once it's run through filters and moved through miles of pipes, there just isn't much left. However, fresh water living water, still has its structure or geometric form intact. And ultimately, water is incredibly easy to program with our consciousness. So there's hope for that sad, unconscious tap water too. As Dr. Carly Newday points out in her book, Water Codes, water is actually a liquid crystal. And since it's liquid rather than a solid crystal like quartz or ruby, it has the ability to change and alter its geometric pattern formation. She says this means that certain circumstances, namely environment, consciousness, 
and different energy frequency stimuli like light, sound, and the Schumann resonance encourage water to form or change a repeating and geometric pattern of organization and arrangement of its molecules. Depending on the energy or stimuli to which it was exposed, the crystals will change into higher form with more symmetry and complexity, or it will degrade its structure into more disorder. You may have also seen some of the images from Dr. Masaru Emoto, who spent decades studying how human consciousness affects the crystalline structure of water. I'll link to some of them in the show notes. It's incredible to see how the water molecules shift when simply exposed to the words love and gratitude versus evil and disgust. His research also showed how polluted water could be transformed by prayer and intention. This shows us how powerful simple healing work can be because Water isn't just in our external environment. It is us, physically. By molecular count, our bodies are 99% water. And if it's that easy to shift and change and heal water, then imagine what could happen when you step into your own power and use the formula for change. How will you add creativity to this consciousness? What would happen if you prayed over your body every day? or spoke mantras while looking at yourself in the mirror, or tattooed the word love over that part of your body that you like the least. And no, not telling you to run out and get a tattoo, unless that's how you choose to be creative. I'm just suggesting that this consciousness that is us is open to suggestion, and you get to decide what to suggest to it. One of the most interesting tidbits in the Water Codes book is that The reason mantras and prayer and meditation and intention actually work in our physical bodies is because the water molecules are responding to our consciousness. The trick, of course, is to sustain it long enough to see the evidence of the shift. And of course, you have to actually believe that it will work. Again, tell the brain to take a back seat when you're doing this work and work from the heart. So now, How can your consciousness work with the consciousness of water to creatively affect change? The second you touch water, you've already rippled your energy into it. Sharing consciousness happens in an instant. So the next time you're at a body of living water, put your hands in it and ask the water to work with you. Share your focused intent to share your healing energy with it or it with you. Think about how you can work with crystals or sacred geometry or your own intention to help restructure the tap water that comes out of your faucet. Have a jar of live water that you set next to your drinking water and ask it to share its codes. Those are just some creative ideas off the top of my head. So like I said, I could go on and on about water, but let's move on to another form of consciousness, light. One form of light is the pure light from the sun, which is sending codes, frequency, and consciousness to us here on Earth. And we can incorporate them into our work. The most simple way to do that is to step outside, let the light fall onto your body, and ask to work with it. The sun in particular is sending encoded messages directly to us. Codes for ascension, codes for healing, and more. In fact, when you string these codes together, they create what is often referred to as 
light language. Light language can be channeled verbally, in written form, through hand movements, and in healing modalities like Reiki. It's like the universal language of the universe. Light codes can bypass our analytical brains and go straight to our bodies. Often when you get that high-pitched ringing in your ear, you're downloading light codes. And when that happens to me, I usually pause and state in my mind my intention for accepting any downloads that are in service to my highest and best good. In addition to pure photonic light, you can also work with the 12 rays of light, each with their different colors. Each of these rays radiates from source and has a different frequency and associated ascended master. It can be as simple as calling in and evoking the energy of a particular ray and its qualities, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Again, you can be as creative as you want. For instance, let's say you move into a new house that feels like it has a lot of old, stagnant energy hanging around. You want to clear that out and bring the essence of peace and tranquility to the space. You could work with the eighth ray, which is an aquamarine color and is connected to cleansing energy. And also the fourth ray, which is green and anchors in the energy of peace, tranquility, and balance. To do that, you could sit in meditation, bathing the space in your mind's eye, first the clearing ray and then the balancing ray. Or you could create an altar with those colors to call in those energies and ask them to assist you. Or you could work with crystals in those colors. When it comes to doing healing work with your body, you can see how light therapy has already been integrated into so many healing devices like infrared saunas and spas, lights for seasonal affective disorder, LED lights for healing skin issues, and more. See how fun and easy this is? In this case, you add the consciousness of light to your conscious creativity to create change. Okay, you're probably already getting the idea about how all of this works, but I want to talk about two more consciousnesses you can explore creating with, sound and crystals. I don't think we think of sound as a consciousness in and of itself. We think of it as a kind of byproduct of making a noise or playing an instrument. But sound is absolutely one of my favorite consciousnesses to work with. Sound can evoke emotion, trigger changes in our mood, and even promote healing. Toning, singing, drumming, chanting, or playing specific notes or frequencies with a singing bowl or musical instrument can affect instant change in other consciousnesses who can receive the frequencies. Not just your physical body, but the Earth itself responds to sound by reorganizing its atoms into more or less favorable geometries depending on the tone. When a song, tone, mantra, or chant is repeated, it begins to create a standing wave field in that space that creates a kind of echo. So you can work with different instruments and frequencies to affect the particular kind of change you're working on. For instance, 396 hertz is the frequency for liberation from fear and eliminating hidden blockages. So you could start by using a rattle to help begin breaking up stuck or stagnant energy, and then play a singing bowl tuned to 396 hertz to help bring that energy up to the surface to be released. 528 hertz vibrates at the frequency of miracles and DNA repair. Imagine how powerful it would be while you're sick 
to sit in a sauna with a green healing light while listening to solfeggio frequencies at this hurts and holding the intention of returning your body to perfect balance. Now we're getting creative with consciousness. Okay, one last consciousness we're going to talk about that could also fill a podcast all by itself, but I'll keep it brief. Crystals. Crystals have been used to shift consciousness since ancient times. They have the ability to retain, maintain, and share energy over great distances. They can be used as record keepers, for healing, to awaken and develop psychic abilities, and help us connect to source and meditation. There are a vast number of crystals that work with us in a limitless number of ways, and even more are being discovered now to work with us in this new Aquarian age. They're bringing in the frequencies we most need to assist us in our ascension process. Keep in mind that you don't need to physically have a particular crystal in your possession to work with its gifts and energies. You can look at a photo of one and ask it to work with you. I've also noticed that as we're shifting and ascending, so are all of the other realms, including crystals. So don't depend on a book to tell you what a crystal does. That information may now be outdated. When you start to work with a new crystal, bring its energy to your heart. Connect with it and ask it to awaken and begin to work with you. Many crystals are in a kind of sleep state if they haven't been worked with in a long time. Then you can ask it to show you or tell you how it can best be used. And just like every other consciousness, your work with a crystal is only limited to your imagination. Crystal grids are a very good way to amplify energy. You can put crystals on or next to your drinking water. You can put a crystal in a body of water to combine and program that consciousness. You can make crystal vibrational essences that you can share with the land or use in your own healing work. You can place crystals on the land, on your body, or transmit their energy to somewhere they're needed. I'm sure you'll come up with all kinds of cool ideas. So there you have it. Creativity plus consciousness equals change. I hadn't thought of it as an equation before I started writing this out. It was channeled through by spirit, or my higher self, or some other form of consciousness who was using me to be creative and make change in the world by sharing it with you. And speaking of sharing, now it's time for me to share the vibrational essence of a place with you. For the month of February, I'm sharing with you a special little spot in Glacier National Park. It's right where Sprague Creek flows into Lake McDonald, which at 10 miles long and 500 feet deep is the largest lake in the park. The creek is carrying runoff from the snow-capped mountains that tower overhead, as well as bits of melting glaciers from higher elevations. Which means this water is holding the imprints of ancient times. Wisdom that has been locked within ice is now being released into the streams, lakes, and rivers for us all to access. When I share this energy with you, keep in mind that it is a healing, and you may feel the energy wash over you or go to a specific place in your body. You may feel energized afterwards, or you may need a nap. I deliver it to your higher self, who decides how it will be most useful to you. I am told that there may be some parallel life healing held in this transmission that 
aligns with the timing of the formation of the glaciers, which would take us back to medieval times. There's nothing you need to do other than be open to receiving. It will be quiet for just a moment while I transfer the energy of this place to you now. And so it is. Thank you for receiving the energy and healing from this beautiful place. If you'd like to practice your skills at combining creativity and consciousness, I would absolutely love to have you join us in the Earth Tenders Academy. It's my nine-module online course where I walk you step-by-step through learning how to do energy work with the land, getting to know your own ancient ancestors, meeting the spirits of the land where you live, and expanding into all of the multidimensional versions of yourself throughout space and time. I share way more details and information on doing healing work with the land. You can ask questions in our private Facebook community and our monthly Q&A calls where there is a wealth of knowledge and experience. Plus, you'll get to practice your actual reading and healing skills on a property that belongs to someone in the group every month. The link to join is in the show notes. So go check it out and feel free to message me if you have any questions. That's it for this week's episode and I'll see you back here next Tuesday. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Earth Keepers podcast. I'm so honored to share this journey with you. I would love it if you join me and other Earthkeepers from around the world in the Following Hawks Earthkeepers community on Facebook. To find the show notes, additional resources, or learn more about working with me, go to earthkeeperspodcast.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the multiverse.